Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hefe Sports Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Wherever you are, however you may be listening or watching, I appreciate you for stopping by today. Now, we're getting close to the start of the NBA playoffs. We're starting to see some teams emerge as favorites and maybe even some dark horses. But before we get into these play-in games and into this tournament, let's start breaking it down. Now, joining me today is a basketball expert, a connoisseur of the sport, if you say. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me is the assistant coach at East Los Angeles College and one of the stars of the Netflix documentary series, Last Chance You, Coach Rob, Coach Rob Robinson. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's the first time somebody ever said I was a connoisseur of anything. Um, I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know. I only know if I've used that word before. I've used the word cavassier, but I don't know if I've ever used the word. <laughs> I think I think cavassier is a little bit more fancy than connoisseur. Yeah, cavassier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had some cavassier during the connoisseur talking. We'd be straight. <laughs> Coach, how you been, man? So the the Netflix documentary came out around March. You know what have you been doing since then? I have. Um, uh, I, I've been doing, I've been, I've done a lot of interviews. <laughs> that, that is for sure. Um, and my job, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the assistant coach at East LA community college. Uh, we didn't, we didn't get to have a season this year or it didn't go down like we wanted, but we still have 15 to 20 student athletes who are full-time students, um, that are transferring in tra guys that are transferring out, uh, where there's still a lot to do, um, every day, along with my, my own, uh, recently acquired teaching job online. Um, so it's, um, I've been, I've been working, but I've been taking time out every day to, to, to talk hoops with the world, you know, uh, whether it be community college hoops, college hoops, especially during the tournament time, uh, NBA, uh, speaking with you today. Uh, I, I spoke to uh, a crew out of France last week who wanted to talk like um, NBA and we got philosophical discussions about uh, Steph Curry and the change of the league. And it was, it's, it's been cool though. It's, 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 it's cool to be able to talk hoops, man, with, with people all over the country. Oh my goodness, man. Netflix really, it made you guys into celebrities. Oh, it, it, uh, a Netflix will change some things in your life. That is. Uh, <laughs> what's been, what's been the biggest change coming from that Netflix series? Oh, easily the biggest change. I um, I can, I can tell you that the, I'm a, I'm a basketball coach and I was a high school basketball coach for 20 years. Now I'm in my third year of coaching um, this time around at junior college. I did coach junior college basketball in 97, 98 as well. Uh, but this is my second go around at the JC level. Uh, so for 24 years, I've spent my life in gyms. I'm either practicing, watching, I, you're just, you're just in gyms like all the time. And, uh, I'm gonna tell you the difference is, is that every gym I go in, uh, they know who I, they know who I am. And it's not necessarily in terms of like, you're this some big celebrity, that's not it. But the basketball community is so small. It's big, but it's small. And what I mean by that is like, if something comes out in the basketball world, everybody in a basketball gym knows what it is. You know, if there's, if, if Jalen Suggs hits the big shot, and you go to a, like to go to the NCAA finals, if you go in a gym the next day, everybody, in basketball understands that they watched it right and so if you're a hoop head and you like basketball and that's from age like eight to 88 
like you watched this this series, you know, for a variety of reasons. One, uh, your something was probably closed because of COVID, so you're home anyway. The NCAA tournament was about to jump off, and Last Chance You has a really good reputation of making documentaries in the first place. And oh, so, yeah. so when you mix all that together, like everybody, everybody's watching watch the show, right? So, so every, every there they go. Hold up. So, uh, what you heard um, was the actual star from episode five. If you watch it, because I'm walking my dog in there, and uh, he barks in that episode as as well. So he's he's the actual star, the real star of Last Chance You. The real star, of Last Chance You, is my <laughs> bad dog Bodie. That's that's him, and, and he's barking at my sons who like live here. Like he goes, like he's he's he gets mad at people who live here, much less if you're just walking down the street. <laughs> it's an interesting, it's an interesting dog. But yeah, I've um I'm noticed everywhere I go because people are into hoops in, the, in that environment. Like I can go to other places and you and you wouldn't like, nobody might not notice me. It's not like I'm that type of celebrity, but in a basketball gym full of young men, uh, they're going to notice who you are. I've been to, I've been to high school games where like after the game, like I, I take selfies with the entire team one at a time, like as like the, like the entire team, like they're like, hey, Coach Rob, let me get a, let me get a pick. And so I'll take picks. And then eventually we'll get to that kid I was there to watch. And so that's very helpful. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that is very helpful being able to, to, to uh, begin a line of communication with a student athlete to recruit one when they know who you are before you, before you meet. And mm. that you might not get the kid cause it's very hard to recruit a kid. It's, it's, that's a difficult thing to do because if I'm recruiting you, that means 10 other people are, you're pretty good. Right. So but it does give me a chance to start that line of communication. And uh, so that's been, that's been helpful. But it, that being said, there's, I went wine tasting two weeks ago and I was taking selfies with people out, 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 out at a winery who said, they go, Coach Rob, I've been at airports. The, oh yeah, the funniest one is right when the season, right when Netflix comes out with the show is like the second week of March. I went home to see my dad in Kansas City that's where I'm from and pops wasn't feeling too well so I had to, I had to get home to, to to be there with him for a minute and um I'm flying by, well two one when I got there I'm walking out walking out the terminal at uh, MCI in Kansas City and somebody yells out hey coach Rob and I turn around and this is really tall dark dude and it was it was like the African center dude from Baylor they're on their way to Indianapolis to go 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 play and he yells out and like what's up coach rob and so i talked to him briefly and then i talked to all the student managers and all the people associated with baylor like for 20 minutes out there and they're they're they like the show this and that so i was like i got noticed my first time i was in the airport and then as i'm flying back i was at mci and i was eating and <laughs> this this guy walks up to me and he says he walks up and he goes hey coach rob I really hope you get that full-time coaching position. And then he just keeps on going. <laughs> like, like he, didn't, he wasn't like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, no, he was like, man, I sure hope you get that that full-time job you were looking for. And I was, and I was sitting there, I called my wife. I'm like, hey, uh, some random dude from Missouri, man, really hopes I get a job soon. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> and that's oh, what Netflix will do. Yeah, yeah. And like, just thinking about it, you guys really had no privacy for months like so like you're saying like usually like some people be like oh like 
I'm looking for a job, but I'm going to do it quietly. But not nah, everybody knows about your situation and everybody else on the team situation, Rob. How yeah, is that? Like, what is like, that's got to be a little weird, like, doesn't it? The, um, uh, it, it, it's been weird since the first day they showed up with, with cameras. Now you get used to it, right? So we did get used to being the cameras there and being microphoned all day and being filmed. And now I'm getting used to people knowing who I, who I am. And so, you know, you got a random guy who feels bad for me because East LA won't give me a full-time job, you know, and they still won't. I had to get a job like somewhere else. So, so I can coach, coach there. Um, so that, from that sense, it's been, you know, that's, that's different. And you're out there and just think of our players, like basketball is such an intimate sport. It's, 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 it's more intimate than any other sport. It's, I, I don't, I don't know of another sport where there's that much emotion involved where you can see it at all times, you know, cause other sports, they're just as emotional, you know, like a, a football, nothing more emotional than playing football, but we can't see it. You know, exactly. those baseball guys, they really get into it, but they're so spread out. You know, they're not there together having that emotional interaction and basketball is, whoa. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so passionate and it's so, it's so emotional. And um, you get to really see those kids and their personalities. And then uh, and even from a coaching standpoint, and they did a really good job of portraying that. It, it wasn't nothing fake. So if you met Deshaun, Joe on the street, Coach Mo, me, what you ex would expect to have in that conversation, you would have. You wouldn't be like, oh, geez, that's different. Nah, them dudes will, them dudes is real. <laughs> uh, those dudes are real as is the coaching staff you know if you could hang out with like coach hunter for like 20 minutes you'd be like oh that's the same dude you know what i mean he'll, that's the same dude he'll calm whatever situation you got in your life he's gonna calm that thing down immediately and just talk you into it talk you right up into it if he <laughs> coach hunter he's a great dude man but yeah bro like it's been life-changing there's definitely a before netflix and after netflix oh yeah sure. And I love the real, like you were saying, I love the realness in Last Chance U. Like football was good. And honestly, like the first season was something we've never seen before. Oh, so that yeah. was, that was amazing to see that. But I wasn't really invested like I was with your team. Like seeing everything, like I think Last Chance U is a perfect, basketball is a perfect sport for Last Chance U. Cause you're right there. You get to see everything like you're saying. But with football, it's like everybody's got on helmets. You can't really see their faces. But no, this was like I was so invested in your season. Like I really felt like I'm in L.A. right now. I'm listening to Nipsey Hustle. Oh, I'm yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah. I'm like, it made me want to pick up a basketball. I haven't picked up a basketball in eight years. Yeah, and this, right. this this episode made yeah. me want to pick up a basketball. Oh, I can. Oh, I could. I could see that. It was. It was. And the people who do last chance you. I mean, they are really good at what they do. I mean, it's, they are, I mean, cause as it's going on it, when they're, when they're filming it, it don't feel like that at all, but the way they put it together, like they see it differently than how we see the world when they're filming and they struck gold mine with basketball because they're really good at storytelling and, and filming storytelling and storyboarding and all that stuff. And basketball is just perfect for it. Um, you got 30 games and a lot can go wrong in 30 games and you're there to, you're there to film it. And like I said, in JC and JC, especially like they're only going to go to the good teams, right? They're going to, 
like LCU is going to go where they're, they're where you're successful. And mm-hmm. if you're successful at the junior college level, then that means you got a team full of guys where something drastically went wrong in their life. And so it's just a perfect match of, of, of drama and storytelling because it's not like we got kids from like, you know, 4.0s, good families, resources, none of that stuff happens. Cause if they had that, they wouldn't even be there. Right. So so when they show up, it's, it's literally, I mean, it's like, you, there's, there's 12 problem kids here, 12 problems, great kids though, but you know, just things happen in their life. And, uh, they, uh, it was, it was kind of like the perfect storm and they were very smart. LCU was very smart to do Los Angeles because everybody, even, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to LA, but even if you haven't in your mind, you think, you know, what LA is. It, everybody has their mind of what LA is. So now you say, hey, we're going to do something in LA. You're like, oh, shoot, let me get the feel of LA. And they captured it well. They, they, hey, they captured LA. They captured LA well. Um, they didn't capture the real grimy part of it. Don't get me wrong. But they, they you know, they, they captured it well because, I mean, just miles from our school, man, there's like a little city of 20,000 homeless people. They didn't show that, you know, but it was, but in, in your, in your mind, you think LA and then the way they did the music with the mix, my gosh, man, you, you really felt like, okay, I just had the LA experience for junior college basketball. Then yeah. you walk away, you're like, I, I just had that experience. And after I watched it, I was like, oh shoot, man. Like, like I coach at the coolest place ever. And when you're in it, you're like, man, that's, this is grind. This is horrible. Like <laughs> you know I mean? it's, a, it's a, you saw the, you saw outside the offices and the gym and it, it, it's, 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 Hey, it's, it's grimy. You know yeah. what I mean? But man, they made it, they made it look like it was the the best job that you could, you could ever have. But Hey, anytime you can coach basketball, it is the best job you could ever have for sure. Hmm. Rob. Now I've been to LA one time. Okay. But that was for eight hours. I have a whole different story with that. I'll tell you this story. So, <laughs> We were staying in Palm Springs, my dad, my mom, and I. My sister was at college at Ohio State, but all three of us were out there, drove down to LA for just to like sightsee, basically. Right. Saw Hollywood, went to the Chinese theater. Okay. And it was it was the release of Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. A whole, bunch, whole bunch of stars with that one. Yeah. So we're in some random parking garage heading back to Palm Springs. And Ludacris comes up. And of course, like my mom's like, oh my God, huge fan. Like, I love all your music. Now I'm just like, I'm like eight at the time. Like, look at him, like, you don't know any of his music. This is my music. And so (laughs) she's like, here, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, get a picture of me. So I'm like, all right, like, take the picture. And I'm like, can I get one now? He's like, nah, man, I gotta go, man. I gotta go to this. So your mom got the pick. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and Rob, when I tell you I was hurt, like we like I don't know how long of a car ride it is from LA to Palm Springs. Uh, it's almost probably two hours. Yeah. yeah In the back, I'm I'm just laying down, just like holding yeah. back tears, like yeah. just laying on one of the like um the seat buckles. Yeah. And I'm just, oh, it was it was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. Hey, but you and your family got the LA story, yo. If you if you walk around long enough. You go to the right places. It's it, you. You literally will bump into somebody. You'd be like, I know that person. Like you'll be like, I, I've seen that person, right? Or I know that. And it'll, 
Yeah, they'll be there. You just gotta be in the right places, man, and doing the in the right spot. You'll yeah, you'll you'll bump in you'll bump into somebody from a celebrity to a to a Laker to a song person, or you, you'll you'll run into something. Mm. Rob, so tell me, mm-hmm. what is like you like you're saying? Like, there's always this big image of LA. Like every young kid wants to be famous, wants to make it out in LA, but as you grow up and like, I'm kind of experiencing experiencing this right now where I'm hearing that LA is not everything that it's made out to be. Rob, <laughs> shed me, give me a little insight on what the real what, LA is what like. Is really lo- what is really, what is LA really like, huh? It's a, uh, yeah, lo- Los Angeles is, uh, it's an interesting place um, because uh, there's so many different parts of of Los Angeles and there's so many surrounding areas of Los Angeles. So like anybody, anybody in every state, like the town that you live in, there's a place around LA that's just like that. Every city that you've ever been to, St. Louis, Chicago, Kansas City, Atlanta, New York, there's a piece of that kind of like you'd be somewhere in LA and be like, well, geez, this feels like I'm in Atlanta right here. Like, cause there's just so many different spots and, and then it, it changes so drastically, you know, like, where the highway is over there by LAX, you know, if you're on one side of the 405, that's what they show you. Like, you know, when you're watching a Laker game and they're going to commercial and they show the beach and it's all nice. And yeah, that's right there. Right. And then you just go like one mile over the, the freeway. And then like, you're, you're off Crenshaw and Hawthorne and it don't look nothing like that. Right. So it's a, uh, it's, it's got everything that has absolutely everything from you know there's i don't know if there's another place where you could be a 20 million dollar house and then three blocks away there's a thousand homeless people like it's 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 a different it's a different it's a different place you know but uh it's a great place to be it's just you know it's, it's just hard to live here it's just hard to make it you can make it but it's just harder it's hard to thrive with the cost of living and just just getting places you know it's here, you know, I grew up in Kansas City and, and my mom, uh, my mom worked in Topeka and I lived in, we lived in Leavenworth. She was a, um, she was a congresswoman uh, for the state of Kansas. So she worked in Topeka and her job was about in the nineties. Her job was like 40 miles away. Yeah. Well there 40 miles away, that's a 38 minute drive. Right. Mm -hmm. Like here, like five miles away is a 40 minute drive. Like it's, it's, it's 10 million people. And it seems like they're all going to the same place I'm going every day. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can be frustrating. It's frustrating to say the least to spend like to spend, you know, $3,000 a month rent and then be stuck in your car for three hours. Like it's, 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 it really doesn't seem like it's worth it. It's a, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it is not. Um, (laughs) However, I've been in it. Like if I was, if I was in Kansas City my whole life, I'd be like, I gotta get to LA, right? But I've been, I've been in the uh, Santa Barbara area, LA area, the Inland Empire since 1988 for the most part, and um, I think I've had, I've had enough. I've had, I, I could go somewhere else now. I've, I, I've done it. You know what I mean? I've, I, I've done it. It's, it's great. It's, it's a cool place to live though. And, and everybody says like they're like they want to leave LA or leave Southern California. Like, I'm just going to go there. And I'd be thinking the same thing. And then my dad, I call up my dad and he's like, yeah, it's eight degrees today. And I'm like, well, it's 78 degrees here. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to walk my dog with a tank top on right now. And my dad's talking about his pipes freezing. And I'm like, oh, well, goodness. maybe I'm not going to move. I, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just stay broke with the cost of living, but never have to defrost. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe I'll do that. I don't Rob, know. that's what I'm saying, man. After, after this weather, like Ohio is, we had a terrible winter, terrible, man. Oh. And like, I'm out there trying to start my car, snow, <laughs> after shoveling snow off my car, I'm like, man, I'm thinking, I'm like, Pasadena, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. Miami, I'm thinking Miami, Florida. Oh, I'm like, man. anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. And then, yeah, so I could, I could see it. Like my dad be telling me, oh, shut up about your complaining. You know, you could, you could be here living with this. And I'm like, you're right. You know, so it's, 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 it's hard. But what everybody's told me is, you stay as long as you can because once you leave, it's really hard to come back. So like I'm not I'm in no hurry to leave, but but it's but if it's time, I'm I'm ready to go as well. I got a I got a good mentor out there, um, Broderick Turner, the LA Times sports writer. Okay, yeah, okay. I um I know a lot of guys over at the LA Times that follow the high school and um, the high school level, because uh, we were really good. Uh, the last couple of years I coached high school, we were top 10 LA times for most of the season. So uh, they'd be at your games. And I knew, I knew a lot of those guys down there. They do a really good job of um, following high school sports, especially with their online stuff at the, at the LA times. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, I mean, before I met Broderick, I was a big fan of his work at the LA times with the, with the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. But I mean, shoot. Let's just let's talk about this team right now. I mean, I'm a big Lakers fan. Like, oh, oh, cool, really? I had to pull up the jersey today. LeBron James, Rob, Ohio. The Ohio connection is strong in in me with LeBron, but I'm worried, man. I'm really worried about the Lakers. We're we're injured. LeBron is still coming back. You know, he's he's gonna be out tonight. But got him, AD. Dennis Schroeder is going to be out for 10, 10, 10 days, 10 games, man. Rob, what are you thinking, man? You, you got, we got a chance, man, or what? I, I'm, you know, uh, the Lakers have a chance. Uh, I mean, a legitimate chance as long as they can just, they can hold on and keep playing. That's, 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 that's going to be the key. Like, like five and seven game series is where it's at. Like that's like, if they can, if they can just like, they can grind through and get, and get, and get a good position. It actually doesn't even matter what position they're, they're in in the playoffs. Because I mean, the top four are the top four, it, 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 whether you're messing with Denver or Utah or whatever, they're, they're that good. Right. So everybody's mm-hmm. good, but if they can get into some, some grinded out series for, you know, three, four weeks, then they get to the they get to that Western Conference champion the championship the, the, then they're going to be ready right but the uh, the team that I mean they got no games together yeah you know they have no games together and it takes them it takes them a while to figure out I mean it's as good as AD is and he's he's one of the best guys in the in the in the league uh, it's it's hard to figure out how to play with a guy like that because of what he can do. Like, do we give him the ball in the block every time, or do we hit him for this three? Or I mean, do you isolate him? Do you uh, do you have him weak side for rebounding? So guys, you know, playing with AD, especially as he comes back from an injury, yeah, you got to play with that guy. Now, 
what you never have to worry about is LeBron James. Absolutely, uh, ever. I, I'll argue to, I'll argue with anybody until they're blue in the face. Like that's LeBron is the, the, he's the best player I've ever seen in my in our in our lifetime. I, I, I'll argue with anybody, and I'm not even a LeBron fan. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Like I cheer for him now because he puts on a Laker uniform. <laughs> but it's not like I was. I lived and died with LeBron, but I knew like early on, like this, like the dude come on the floor. And as soon as he walks on the floor, like the, everybody in the entire organization was better. Like the whole organization, like the dude selling popcorn was better because <laughs> LeBron was playing. And who, and who, who, who gives off that? Like nobody gives off that, you know, magic was similar. Like magic made every magic made everybody better. He made the city of LA better. He made the people he worked with better in, in the office, on the court, the coaches, like he made everybody better. And that's what you see with, that's what you see with LeBron and, and everybody with these arguments about who's the best. And that's futile. Like arguing, like who is the best, I think is, is like arguing, like who's the best rapper. And ultimately it's just going to come down to who you like. Right. Like, exactly. cool. yeah. Like who I like. I know this, and I can say this with supreme confidence. If you're doing a draft of all time, you, there's no question LeBron's the first pick because it doesn't matter who the second pick is. It, it absolutely doesn't matter. If you got LeBron on your team, anybody else can come play and you're, and you're winning. And you can't say that about other people in the history of the NBA or the NBA. Like, like you just can't. Everybody wants to put Portland down, right? Because they didn't draft Jordan. Well, them dudes ain't stupid. Clyde Drexler and Jordan couldn't play together. You know what I mean? Like, like, they, they couldn't do it. Hey, if LeBron was in Portland, then they'd have drafted Jordan's ass. And then they'd have won for like the next 20 years because LeBron can play with anybody. And so I think that's what makes him different and special. And that's why the Lakers have always got a shot because if he has the energy to play 38 minutes, if he has the energy to play 38 minutes, and if he wants to play hard, then they're going to win. It's I just, it ain't it. Can he sustain it? Can he do it three, four times a week? That's the only question. Because like if, if tonight was the NBA finals, one game and it's done, well, the Lakers win. There's absolutely, I have no doubt. Like the Lakers win. LeBron gets downhill every possession. He posts people up. He gets offensive rebounds. He, you know what I'm saying? He's taking charges. He's diving on, he does it all and he wins. Mm-hmm. 82 games though, bruh. And then you talking about a, a playoff that's like what, six weeks now? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a it's a six week playoff, yeah. That's then that can be concerning. That that can be concerning. But well, let's yeah. let's talk about that. So with this play in, I'm gonna explain it to everybody real quick. So the play in tournament before the playoff starts, six total games involving eight teams. So basically, numbers one through six in the conference, they're in, but seven and eight are gonna play each other one game. And whoever wins that game is gets the seventh spot in the playoffs. Whoever loses that game plays the winner of the nine and 10. Yeah. yeah. So after those, this like, it's a big tournament basically. So basically you have to win one game and you're in when you're the seven or eight seed and when they're nine and 10 seed, you have to win two games to win. So, I mean, if you think about it, Lakers are struggling with their injuries and a possible, a possible game is versus Steph Curry. Hey, anything can happen. Right. And yeah. I, I, I love the idea of the playing game. I, I mean, I, 
I love the idea what the NBA did. But when the NBA did it, they didn't have LeBron and the Lakers in mind. And that's, I'm probably now they're like, oh, shoot. Like, like, uh, mm-hmm. like dang, uh, that's not what we wanted. We don't, we, don't, we don't want the Lakers for one game. Because if the Lakers are one game and they're out, then nobody's watching. Then you just have to hope that that Brooklyn gets all the way to the end for everybody to watch. Now, basketball fans are gonna watch basketball. It's, it's just that's just what it is. Like you'll you'll some people will watch it, but if you can get the Lakers and anybody in the finals, then the world's gonna watch. You get the mm-hmm. Lakers and the Nets in the final. Now, what you have is an event. Like you're talking about maybe a billion people watching that game. You have an event. Now you have like the equivalent of the, you know, the Lakers Celtics playing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You have <clears throat> must-see TV because we haven't had that, you know. Um, like Jordan never had that. Like, like unless you know basketball, you really don't even know who he played because he didn't have they didn't have rivals because of expansion at, at the time and and all those teams. Like expansion just screwed up everything in the 90s. But the um <clears throat> But even when, you know, when our Lakers were winning here in the early 2000s, right? Like, you ask Laker fans, and I'll be like, well, who were they playing? And they'll be like, hmm. Like, they, they take them a minute to be like, like, hmm, like, who was that? And I'm like, uh, what, the Nets, the Sixers, the Pacers? You know what I mean? Like, and like, who was on those teams? And left you a hoop head? You have no idea. Like, you have, you have no idea. You'd be like, oh, shoot, Allen Iverson. All right, who else? Uh, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You're done. Whereas if you get some good teams, then you remember that for forever. And so if you can get the Lakers and the Nets, then 20 years from now, they'll be like, oh man, Harden, Kyrie, like Durant, like, you know, uh, 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 LeBron, AD, like they'll be able to do it like you did the Lakers Celtics in the, um, in the eighties. So, Hey, we're all hoping for that. But in the end, I'm just hoping the Lakers just, just get out the first round. And so they can catch their groove because mm-hmm. they have no groove. I've, I've watched it. they, they, they should be, those minutes should be set. They should have their roles. Uh, they should be, when Montrez comes in, they should already be up five. You know what I mean? With, with him bringing the energy to maintain or push it hot, push it, push it further. Yep. Uh, they should be to the point where if, if Pope is hitting threes, then it's a wrap. Like that's not even a game, right? It's like, a, like if that dude goes five for seven for the three, which he should every three or four games, like if he does it, then the games aren't even close. If, if Kuzma's playing strong, you're probably going to win it as well. But they should be to that point in the season. And then right now, like I was watching last night, and I'm like, none of this looks right. You know, like like, like none of it even looked right. Like, Coach, like, I can't even watch it. Like honestly, like I started watching baseball. I'm like, you know what? Like LeBron's almost back. Then I'll start tuning in again, seeing seeing what kind of leader he is, showing his leadership once again, bringing that, a team full of just individuals into a team so like i don't know man. Well, yeah, he will man he got i mean that's what lebron do man like lebron is dude is different man and that's what makes him makes him different or i think what makes him better not he's not necessarily better than james harden right he's not necessarily better than kyrie or Durant. i'm not saying that what i am saying though is like alex caruso makes eight million because of lebron and those guys, them dudes I just talked about, they ain't getting nobody paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Le- LeBron 
if if I if LeBron came to my team, I'd be like, oh shoot, we're, I'm straight. All, all I got to do, all I got to do right now is is play some defense and hit an open jumper, and then I'm set for the rest of my life. This dude's about to take me to the promised land, and there's not many players in the league that ever that have done you know something like that. There's not very many guys at all. So, thinking about it. His influence is huge, humongous. 83 million followers on Instagram. Who knows how many on Twitter? But for specifically the LA kids, the new LA kids that are coming up, do you think that LeBron can have the same effect as Kobe once did when he was playing with the Lakers? It's, uh, well, um, it, I would think it mattered the age group. Uh, Kobe was here for so long, and uh, Kobe is LA. Kobe, Kobe's as LA as Magic Johnson is. Like, like they, they're, they're, they're one, they're one and the same. I mean, Kareem should be there with them, but Kareem took such a back seat from a social standpoint. Like he didn't, he never wanted to be in the forefront. So like there's, there's kids who wouldn't even recognize who Kareem is, but kids wouldn't recognize who Magic is because of his personality and, and what he's, and what he's done. But LeBron definitely has a chance long-term. It just matters how long he sticks around. That's, that's all like, you know, he's, he plays, he plays three, four more years here in LA. If he can win another one or two, and then he stays associated with LA, the Lakers, et cetera. Um, then like 20 years from now. Yep. I, I, I believe so. Like kids will be like, yeah, you know, they'll be like magic, Kobe, LeBron, like they'll, they'll do that. And LA has a way of making you, forget about what even happened before. And so if he stays and wins, like, like you're going to remember him winning in Cleveland. Nobody else is doc. Like they'll just, all, all they're going to remember is LA. You know what I mean? That's, that's all they're going to remember. Mm, that's a good point, man. Yeah. It's, that's really crazy to think about. Cause like I've, you've said it before. And like, honestly, I think that's the truth. Like once you get to LA, like, and you make a name for yourself out there, you're that guy. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. No, no matter what the industry is, mm -hmm, exactly. Like, like, no matter what, no matter what the industry is, no matter what what you do, you know. And so he's, and and not to mention, like, geez, like I, I don't watch a lot of movies, but every movie I turn on, it says Braun at the beginning of it. Like, like, like I'm like, like stuff that got nothing to do with nothing you would think Braun is associated with, and then it'll be like Braun. And then my wife is watching some romantic comedy. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I saw Braun on there. I think it's going to be something like, ugh. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> but hey, he's Bron different. He is yeah. different with that. Like, he's leading the charge, I would say, for, like, the next generation of athletes using their platform, social media, movies, television. Like, he's really in everything, dog. Yeah, he yeah he did. He he's, he's kind of changed the way that that they do it. And in retrospect, I mean, it's like like what took him so long? Like I'm thinking like 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 the decision should have been L.A., <laughs> not Miami. Like I'm thinking like 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 did he not have that? Did he not have that vision then when it came down to you know going back to Cleveland or going to Miami? Like did he not have it then where he wasn't ready yet? Because I think I think more so it was. He was like, he wanted to go somewhere where it was a big, big name, big name city. So you think about it, you got LA, you got New York and got Miami. 
Yeah. Maybe Boston, if you're willing to yeah. do that. But I mean, after all those years in Cleveland, he was not going to Boston. They hated his ass. They still do. <laughs> yeah. So Boston yeah. people hate everybody, dog. They, they, they Boston, hate. Boston's Boston is whatever. Yeah, they, they hate they hate everybody. And you, I mean, you got yeah. If you don't play for Boston, yeah, that's a wrap. Even if you do play when you get done, they still don't probably wouldn't even want you in your neighborhood if you was black. So I, I don't know about Boston, yo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> cross him out. New York. I mean, you know, the Nolan family, like, whole yeah. problems with that organization. Lakers at the time, they still had Kobe. Yeah. So it's like, nah, you, that, that don't work. They're too, they're just too different. So when you think about it, D-Wade, his brother, the banana boat. Yeah, for sure. in Miami. Yeah, Chris Boss, sure. free agent. It's like, yeah. Boss, man, you know what we'd be if all three of us teamed up? Rob, I don't know if you ever went down to Miami for one of those games. Oh gosh, no, no, I didn't. I never. I I just watched from afar, and I uh, I was I was a fan of, I was a fan of watching those guys play in the in the playoffs for for sure. They were, uh, yeah, they were they were a joy to watch, man. But he uh, he uh, he he was. It's never too late, and I'm sure glad he's here with us now. That that's all I could say is that he's been a great uplift to the to the city of L.A um he's done he's done so he's done so much already here um and he continues to do so he uses his platform uh to to be real and to say even if you don't agree with him you know you got to listen to him mm-hmm. now even if you don't agree with what lebron's saying like you, you can hear pundits be like you know he needs to be quiet or he doesn't need to be political and you're like dude this this fool just put a thousand kids in college you probably, you probably, you should probably listen. You know what I mean? This ain't no dude like out here just saying this, this, and that. Like, yeah, yeah. He put, he puts his, he puts his money where it matters. Y'all need to listen to this dude because he's helping communities everywhere. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't agree, you got to listen, and that's what LA needs for sure. Yeah, honestly, like LA is setting the standard right now. You got, you got him. You see, now you're starting to see some athletes like Patrick Mahomes step up in Kansas City. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, just yeah. other other athletes are like using their platform now. And honestly, like if this if this is gonna be a way to get America better, I think it's gonna be this way right here. Oh, I well, dude, what you just hit on is if it wasn't if it wasn't for sports, if it wasn't for sports, we we'd still be drinking out of a different water fountain, bro. That's and that is that is the truth is mm-hmm. as much as as much as the civil rights movement did and don't it, it did set a foundation there's no doubt no one accepted no one accepted black people or black athletes or the black community until they accepted them sports wise that's where they accepted them first always i mean it's i mean the first the first black doctor we like well whatever but jackie robinson okay that changed america mm-hmm. that began to change america um the south that's why i'm i'm so grateful they love football so much in the south because if they didn't love football as much like we'd still be segregated down there like if they didn't love but once they figured out we can win games with having non-white people on our team all right now you've seen the 50 year process because <laughs> it's, it's still going on the 50 year process of integrating like like uh like the the south and and that's what sports does like like uh if you're going to have a campaign about making america great it's about integration and sports is a part of that 
Like people accept athletes. They will accept athletes. And it's, I wish, I wish it wasn't like that. And maybe a generation from now, it will just accept whoever for whatever. Right. But until then, or how, how it's been, or even myself, like, like when I was growing up, cause I grew up in the Midwest and I was biracial. And I mean, that's, that's a story in itself being biracial in the early seventies coming out of civil rights in, in, in a place like Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed very early on, um, very early on, like if you were good in sports, people liked you, everybody, like everybody liked you. I got cousins with the same last name. They weren't good in sports. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think our city cared too much about them, but, but if you're good at sports, if you can get 25 on a Friday night, or if you can run for three touchdowns on a Friday night, like your city loves you, like they like you. Right. And, and eventually you can break down those barriers because of, because of sports. And, uh, that's how, that's how we got it. That's how we got it popping and integrated. And that's how you fix it going forward. All the problems we have, I'm, you, you literally can fix them with, 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 with basketball, with football, with, with baseball, with, with all those things. That's, that's the social dynamic. And that's the one we got to buy into because even if you don't have the same, you know, the way you look at our country from a political standpoint, socioeconomic standpoint, uh, basketball and football and sports are alike, there'll always be that common ground. And if like me and you don't agree, but we both love LeBron, you know, we both love Patrick Mahomes, you know, and I'm in Kansas and, and you don't, you don't think inner city kids should have free lunch. And I believe we should give them everything free. But if we both like Patrick Mahomes, now we're having a conversation and we're not doing this and we're not fighting. We got that common and we might not agree. We might not agree at the end of the day, but it's not gangster. Like we're moving forward and eventually, and eventually like my side's going to win. Like I'm on the right side of history. You can look at you can look at 1776 to today. I'm I'm on the right side of history on every part. It's about bringing those other people along who aren't on the right side of history. It's not hard to be on the correct side of history and sports has helped those people cross over to be on the right side of history. Yeah. And I love it now because you see leagues stepping out the in the NFL is saying 100 million dollars towards helping integrate help yeah for sure end racism that was literally their slogan in end zones so i think like seeing that hopefully soon like before the next generation of people like my kids before my kids get here will have some sort of equality because right now let's be honest it's not equal nothing nothing's uh, equal. it's not and it's taken think of the gap and how long it's taken and how how slow the process can be to where like in 1968 those two brothers put their fist up in the air mm-hmm. and then it took all the way to colin kaepernick before something could happen again look at that gap and there was moments all through there where somebody else could have put their fist up or took a knee but we just wouldn't do it like society wouldn't do it that person i'm talking about we couldn't find that common ground to even have that that conversation so I mean, Cap really speeded it up and, and, and helped get this thing popping. And he gave everybody else the courage because these dudes had it in them. Like everybody had, the NBA had it. The NBA knows. They know that these dudes that they're grabbing in the NBA, they're looking back and I mean, their families have nothing. <laughs> you know, the, those, fam- those players in the NBA and the NFL, 
you can go back from them backwards and be like, well, them people's parents had nothing. You can see where they come from. And they had it in them. They just, you couldn't alienate, you know, the people paying the bills from 1968 to Colin Kaepernick. True. And then even with Colin Kaepernick, as you saw, I mean, that was, hey, that was rough. That was, yeah. that was rough and uncomfortable. To now though, now dudes don't give a damn. Like they, like, like they, they don't even, they don't even give a damn. And, and because of the platform and gee, social media and things like we're doing now, people like you can do so much more different stuff. I just read an article the other day where Arian Foster was down having a conversation with the dude from Duck Dynasty about Colin Kaepernick because wow. the dude from Doug, yeah, the dude from Duck Dynasty is like, you guys are, you don't care about America, you know, you, you, you there, there is no racism. You, you, you're disrespecting the flag and all this stuff. And Arian Foster and some NFL dudes go down there to his little show or whatever. And because of these, all these different platforms you have now, uh, shoot, now, now you're having a conversation, <laughs> you know? And, and now the dude from Duck Dynasty is like, well, well, geez, I, I didn't know you guys loved America. Of course, we <laughs> hell yeah. I, lo I love this place, man. I absolutely love this place. I'll defend this place to the end, but by the same token, let's not act like the, the day we stormed Normandy, we didn't round up 200 Japanese people the same week. I mean, we have our good and our bad at the same time. Right. And we just kind of recognize that as minority athletes, you know, in an in a, in American. I'm so happy that guys now can just be like, yo, this is what I see. Like, let's, let's fix this. Let's, let's do that. And that's what sports can do. That's the beauty of sports. Rob, I'm curious to hear, because you were out in California when Cap went down, mm -hmm. all that stuff, all the backlash. Like, you would think that California is such a melting pot of people. You would think that there'd be more support for Colin Kaepernick. But in your, in your opinion, how was the response, the initial response? Because I know how it was in Ohio. I went to a white high school. I know all about yeah. like what the other side is thinking, but I'm just curious because LA is the big the big melting pot. Like all oh, man, action out it, there. It is. Well, that's the thing about California is that it's it's really like three different states. <laughs> it really is, and and there's parts of California, especially you know, in the Orange County area, your Santa Barbara areas. There's part there's parts of California that are backwards to say the least. And they hated Cap for it. They, they absolutely, everyone hated him for it at that, at that time. Um, it's cause they didn't understand what, what, why they didn't understand why he was, he was doing it. Uh, but it was, it was out here. It was three different. And, and you're going to see that in most things you do in life that it's usually thirds, like a third are going to agree with you. A third aren't going to agree with you. And a third are probably going to be somewhere in the middle. That's usually, that usually how it how it works, and that's how it worked out here. And those who, who have means, those who have resources, they were upset with Cap, and those neighborhoods here. And uh, I was coaching high school at the time, and I didn't mind my players, um, because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna kneel," and I was like, "No, nah, you're not kneeling." They're like, "What's wrong, coach? Are you scared you're gonna kneel?" I'm like, "Well, what are you kneeling for?" And they had no idea. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like it, it, and that's another thing is like, people didn't know why they were doing that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you think you're doing it because nobody on the surface, it just looked like fools was kneeling because they, they're anti-white. 
Like, and I was like, nah, man, this has to do with the social injustices, especially in our criminal system. This is what he's trying to say right here, you know? And so telling my own high school players that like, I don't, I don't mind you kneeling, dog. I don't mind you saying something, but what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Right. And, and I think that's what we got from, from that whole Kaepernick situation. And then people on that backlash is more of a conversation of, of why that was, why that was happening. But by that same token, if you made up your mind, you made up your mind. Like I said, like the dudes from Duck Dynasty made up their minds for six years until like a week ago. Yeah. And then like, wait a minute, that's not what it was about. Like that, that's and that's not what it was. That's not what it was. It was about. And I mean, color can be associated with it, but it's just more about haves and have-nots. Those who got cash and those who don't, you know. And that's just that's just the way it goes. If you got it, you got it. If you are not, then you usually don't. Yeah. Another big issue that I'm like, as we're talking about this, that I'm thinking about is Donald Sterling, that whole situation with the Clippers. Oh, oh man, Donald, Donald Sterling is, um, Donald Sterling is, I mean, he's probably one of the last ones, but think of a time when all 32 were that, I mean, that's, and you have, you got to put that in perspective. Like there was a time where like every NFL owner was Donald Sterling, where every NBA owner was Donald Sterling, where every major league baseball dude was Donald Sterling. Like, like, Hey, we'll sign some of these dudes, but hey, I ain't, these people ain't coming in my house. They ain't hanging out with me. Like they're, they're not, they're not a part of that. And the Donald Sterling thing was like that last, that was that last old dude who would be out there saying like, I'm not giving an apartment to no minorities. Like I got, he was like that last kind of, that last kind of guy. Um, when that went down with Sterling, like if you're in LA, like you knew because of his, his real estate background. So you kind of, you kind of knew like what, what he was about, but when he said it and when he came out and he was so racist um, and discriminatory in his practices as a businessman, much less an NBA owner, you, uh, you kind of got to see it. And then it kind of came to light. And then it was cool because the other NBA owners were like, yo, like, this is it. Like, this, this is the last guy. They, they literally said that with Sterling. Like, that was, that was the change. Like, they all got together and was like, all right, man. Even the ones who probably thought like Donald Sterling, they were like, all right, like, that's in the rear view. Like, we're going forward now. And so he was kind of that. He was, the, he was their last. He, he was the last dude that was going to try to make the NBA great again. And, he, mm -hmm. and, and that's going to fail. You got to move forward, man. You can never go back. Don't ever put the word again on anything. You got to move forward. Yeah. Is he still in LA? I don't. I'm sure he, I mean, he probably owns a billion dollars worth of property in LA still. I mean, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and when they said, we're going to get rid of Donald Sterling, you got to remember, he was like, okay, give me my 2 billion. I'm out. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not like they put him on the street. Yeah, you know, that's true. You know what I mean? He he made he took a seventy million dollar investment and sold it for two point one billion. I mean, the dude did all right. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did all right. Yeah. L.A. See, I could talk about L.A. for a while, but what I want to what I want to talk about one one final thing with L.A. Okay. So, I mean, I hear about all these different food places: Roscoe's Chicken okay. and Waffles. Yeah, we um, ate there on the show. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, we did. So in and out, I hear about that too. Oh, my my sons go every night after work. They work at the movie <laughs> theater over at the mall. They go to In and Out like every night around midnight on the way home. 
Rob, so tell me, what is your favorite LA, LA to the fullest okay. place right. to eat? Now this is gonna be, this is going to be broad, right? But the best thing about LA or the Southern California area, in and out is good. Those Roscoe places are good, but it's these places like, you know, like, like say a Burger King or a Wendy's Folds, right? somebody will come in and open up their own version of that. And those places are everywhere out here. And so you can go there and get a burger or Mexican food or a fried chicken plate. And they're, and they're liking that like drive-through, you can, you can get it to go. There's, it, it, it feels like a franchise, but, but it's not. And those places are everywhere. Like my favorite one around here, they have they have uh, one called uh, uh, Gus Juniors, who's, who's over here. And he has about nine or 10 places out in the Inland Empire. But those are places like that where you can get like a burger and some fried zucchini, or you can get a chicken salad, or you can get, those are what make the food out here the absolute best. Those places, not the specific one, but the ones who are, who are like, like, you'll go like, man, I used to be, that used to be a Wendy's like 10 years ago. And like, now it's 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 called Archibalds, but it has the same drive-through, the same thing. And then it's like people out here, because this is a melting pot, right? And so they'll have all that stuff in there. And those are the best places to eat. So when you're out here and you're driving down the street and you're like, well, hey, that looks like a chain. And you're like, I have never heard of that before. Stop, turn, go in there and grab yourself a cheeseburger or or, or a chicken plate or something like that grab that at those places they kill it at all of those places out here mm, man i'm hungry right now you already <laughs> talking about this Shoot, i'm like thinking over here i'm like i got i got a couple chain places in columbus but that's about it man yeah, no, nothing yeah. culture man i need some i need some real mexicano hey, but hey but that's the beauty too about here is there's absolutely everything and when when we say it's absolutely everything it's authentic everything because there's so many different, like, you know, if you, you go Japanese, it's authentic. If you go Chinese, it's authentic. If you go Hawaiian, it's authentic. If you go Mexican, oh my gosh, it's authentic. So you, you don't got no, you don't got no Americanized Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my son loves Chipotle, actually. He, uh, uh, he, he actually loves that place. Um, but no, you, you can go there, right? But but the block a block away is a place that's better than Chipotle. It just is. Hmm. It it just it like it, it you you get you <laughs> you want a burrito and taco just just go a block away to that other spot and it's it's more authentic. It's hmm. you know because Chipotle is everywhere and it's good everywhere. But the the spots we got like you don't have like the spot we have you don't have in Kansas City like because you know everybody makes their tacos different everybody makes their burritos different your nachos are going to be different at every different place and there's so many great Mexican places out here there's so many great soul food places out here there's they're everywhere but the best ones I'm telling you is find the place that looks like the place you think you're going if it looks like it you're like man that looks like it used to be uh you know a McDonald's well it's better now. Trust me. Just go up in there. <laughs> go up in there. Hey, the homie bought that and put it together. And him and his family are in there grinding, making great stuff. Get up in there quick. <laughs> oh my God, man. See, this I need to I need to live out in LA. I swear to God, man. I need oh, to live you know what? You know what you need? You need to know somebody and be out here two to three months. That's what you need. 
where you can be like, hey, let me spend the spring out there. Let me, let me get the, let me, hey, let me ride out. Let me ride out the end of this NBA season out in, out in LA and kind of catch and kind of, that's what you, that's what you need. And then you can go back to go somewhere where you can actually afford to have a good life. But you I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be cool to come out here seasonally and soak that in. That'd be incredible. Rob, you're I, giving me an idea, man. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, know, you know, I know a good amount of people out in LA. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah, just hey, jump on uh, yeah, just jump on Spirit Airlines for like seventy nine bucks, and don't even buy, just buy some clothes when you get here at Ross. Don't even trip. Just come out, just, just jump on for seventy nine bucks, and then make it work. They got an internet connection, man. Make it work. Hmm. Let me ask you before before we wrap it up. Yeah. Are you into Jordans and like shoes like that? Uh, yes and no. Um, uh, my son, my son is he's a sneakerhead. Like he has, like. The boxes that he owns, he puts the sneakers in are more than my shoes sometimes. Like just the boxes that, you know, that they, he buys and, and, you know, they got to stack up because he has to make sure they never turn yellow, he says. Uh, the, I am a Jordan fan, but it's very specific. I only wear Jordans that I played games in. So if I played a game in it in the 80s or 90s, then I'm rocking that shoe. No doubt. What's your favorite shoe? Oh, by far the four, by far. And... The four I, I wore my um, junior year of high school. That's when it came out. And back then, um, like, you know, one, I'd say one through to the Olympics, to the Olympics, the 92 Olympics. So Jordan's first shoe into the Olympics. You bought Jordans to play basketball in. Like, that's why you bought. So, so when I went and bought the fours at Harold Penner's in Kansas City, that first pair I got, when I went and bought them, I wasn't thinking like, yeah, I'm about to go rock these. I'm like, hey, I got a, I got a summer league game down at Kansas City Community College tonight. Like, I'm like, I'm putting those on to go hoop, like right now. Like, that's what it was. When my dad bought me my first pair of ones, right? He's like, I bought you, I got you some Jordan ones. This was like, man, um, summer of 85. He got me a pair before I was playing in St. Louis in a 13 under basketball tournament or a 12U or one of those. And he, he showed up with some Jordans. And I didn't think like, oh man, I can't wait till everybody sees me wearing these to the mall. I was like, I put them on my feet for warmups immediately and was ready to ball. <laughs> and so, so my, but the way I see them is way different. Now, that being said, the fours I might have or threes or, you know, fives or whatever I might wear, they don't look anything like the ones I wore because <laughs> they do so much stuff with them now that are, that are different. Um, but uh, if I played in them, then I wear them. If I didn't play in them, I'm not going anywhere near them. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even wear them. And there's, there's shoes from one to 12 that I didn't play in. So I just don't have that emotional attachment. To mm, okay. but, but a four, like, I don't care what it is. I'll put it on because I was running, jumping and dunking on fools when I had on force. So that's every time I put one on, I, I feel like, like I still have my hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting those things on. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. But my son takes care of me. He just bought me a pair of force for my birthday. Mm, yeah. When was your birthday? And it was February 19th. And Happy he, uh, belated. Thanks, man. He bought me. He's, my boys pitched in all three of my boys. They spent like 400 on me. And got me a pair of 
Eagles. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I spent a lot more than that on them. So they, they I probably paid for them now that I think about it. I <laughs> well, happy birthday to yourself. <laughs> yeah, like leading up to it, they were like, probably like, oh, hey, can you get this for me? Can you do that? And they were just probably taking my money and saving it. And then, uh, and then buy from, no, they hooked me up, man. My, my boys took care of me. But I, yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love a four, man. I absolutely love a four. And, and, and I, I like the ones too, but for some reason, I don't remember them hurting my feet as much uh, when I was in 19. Like they felt great in 85, but not 2021. Every time I put on a pair of ones, man, I'm like, how did, what, you can't even walk in those things like without yeah. your feet hurting, you know? You have to untie them a certain way so that you're comfortable. Like you can't even lace them up. They gotta be untied to your specific, your specific so your foot's comfortable in a one. Right, so it's a, right. uh, but you know what? I absolutely love the Jordan one because of it, they they've turned it into such a fashion accessory with all the colors. It is so much fun to watch every one of them and why I I love that aspect of the one more than all the other ones because they can be so different. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I love I love ones. Those are my personal favorite. I got a pair of fearless ones here. I'm gonna show you. Oh, let me see. Haven't even broke these babies out yet, out yet but. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Oh, oh, hey, I'm, hey, I'm. I think my my boy might have those. My you boy, might have them. My boy might have that. I'm gonna have to see if he if he has it. He has a he has a bunch of. But those right there, those are pretty cool right there, man. Those. Yeah, are, I'm. I'm trying to see. Like, I'm graduating this Sunday, actually. So yeah. I might. I might take a little pictures, take a little flicks in them beforehand. Yeah, but, Just, right. Yep, yep. You're a Buckeye. Are you a big football Buckeye football fan or more oh, Cincinnati? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's big Buckeye. Buckeye guy. I've been a Buckeye fan my whole life. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Even though, like, I played I played at Louisville for a year. I played with okay. Lamar Jackson and okay, yeah, all okay. those guys. Yeah. But, like, yeah. even yeah. when I was there, I'm like, I still root for Ohio State versus Penn State, Michigan. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I love about Ohio State, um, which is – in Ohio State is – Ohio State, well, Michigan's kind of the same as well. They could be SEC schools, and I, um, I have such admiration for fans and schools who are trying to win and never apologize for it. Like that's that's my that's my bar. Like like if you if you're trying to win and not and you're not apologizing, you're like, oh hey man, raise ten million to fire this coach. We need somebody else. Like I I know that's not right, but I'm like okay, <laughs> like, I, like I'm rocking with you because it matters. You know, mm -hmm. I did a. I did a, a, a podcast with a dude from England last week and he's an Arsenal fan. And he, we, he was talking about, he goes, he goes, yeah, Americans aren't fans. Like he goes, like, if we lose, we'll burn something down here. Like when, 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 when we lose, like we'll burn this thing down. And now, and I was like, Hey, well, it's not too much different in Alabama, bro. <laughs> like, like there, there's some places where it's, it's like that. And Ohio state probably more than anybody else in the, uh, in the, in the big 10, Michigan can kind of be there, but they're kind of bougie. Nebraska fans are for real too. They're um, it's 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 a cult. It's a they cult. be selling out those games at the stadium, don't they? Every they haven't since since like '67, I think. They, See, they, that is insane to me. Like Ohio Stadium, like we fill it up the shoe, of course, but like to have that streak, man. Oh no, no, no! Nebraska fans aren't missing for for any for any reason. But hey, when I lived there, when I lived there in Columbus. I was at a store. This 
completely. I, I, I was living in Westerville. I don't know if the Westerville Inn is still there, but that's I was I was living at the Westerville Inn right next to the Denny's there when I was there. And I go to the store one night and it was bread, but it was Buckeye bread. So it was like the colors of the Buckeyes, but it was bread. Like it didn't taste any different. It was bread, but it had like the Buckeyes on it. And the dude was like, yeah, that's Buckeye bread. You got to get that. I was like, oh man, these people are different. <laughs> <laughs> like these people are different here. They're not messing around, man. They got Buckeye bread for your sandwich. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're not messing around, but yeah, I, I always enjoy watching Ohio State football because they're they're not they're not apologizing. They'll take your transfer. They'll take your coach. They'll take your five star. We're 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 trying to win. Like what? And then everybody accepts it. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I like schools like that. But now Ohio State is a geez like every they're like, they're like you know SC's like that talent wise. Just nobody cares about for, dude. Nobody cares out here. Really? Like, oh, nobody cares. Like you at like SC could be SC is SC. Absolute incredible talent. Like the talent is just off the charts, right? And they could be playing Ohio State and it won't be sold out and there'll be more Ohio State fans there. Like, like UCLA is an incredible football program, half full stadiums every, every, every game. Like, That's and people, yeah, it's, it's, they don't care. Nobody cares, man. Like, like nobody cares about football out here. They're fans, but they don't care. That's insane. They're, they're fans. They're fans. Like they'll put the bumper sticker on. They'll wave their little flag, but they don't care. Like they don't care. Like if the state of Ohio right now, the governor was like, all right, man, I'm going to put a tax on everybody right now so we can get this new staff to win this national championship. Ohio would be like, vote yes. Vote <laughs> yes. Like vote yes. Here, you know, they'd be like, nah, man, we're not, re we're not redoing the stadium. Are you kidding me? Like you've seen the Coliseum? Like, come on, man. Like the Coliseum should be the Mecca of football. Yeah. It should be. Coliseum should be the place where everybody in the country wants to come watch a game, be at a game. You go there right now. It's if you walk in the Coliseum today, it feels like you're going to the 1932 Olympics. Like today. Like it's like what the heck, man? Like they, they, they just don't care. Although the new football stadium over there for the Rams and stuff, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, so far, that's All sweet. Oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. Right by the forum too, Inglewood. It's gonna help those neighborhoods, man, because that's like in the worst neighborhood ever. It's uh it's it's pretty that's pretty nice what they did, but that's what they should have done back with SC, man. They're they're SC, dude. They're they're, yeah. they're USC. They're USC. That makes sense though, because I have like a good amount of friends who have come from California and they're just looking for like the closest big football school. And, and they're, and then like, like I like SC, right. But I mean, I, I'm not a fan to where like, I'm a, like, I, I care that much, but if you give me a choice, I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to deal with the 45 minutes of traffic, just getting off the exit to go to a USC football game. Oh my goodness. Like, like it, it will take you 45 minutes just to get off the exit to go to a football game down at the Coliseum. I'm like, yeah, never mind. I'll just, I'll just watch it on ABC today, and then, and then everybody else does the same. And then you're looking up in the stands, and SC is playing, like, let's say they're playing Oregon State, you know, or they're playing Cal, and you're like, why? How come there's empty seats? You know what I mean? Like, like if Ohio State was playing Bowling Green, the place would be full. Capacity, yeah, you know, yeah. They're they're playing Bowling Green. If USC played Bowling Green, there'd be 30,000 people there. <laughs> like nobody would be there. 
100,000 stadium. There'd be 30,000 people there. They, they would be them, and they're all old. They gave to the program. There'd be like no real fans there. It's, it's, uh, it's, hey, that's LA, man. And even as much as they like the Lakers, you ever turn on a Laker game? Watch the first quarter. You're like, you, you think it's warm ups. There's nobody there. There's nobody. By the end of the game, like everybody shows up. Like nobody's there at the beginning of a, of a Laker game. Watch, watching the stands, completely empty. It takes everybody so long just to figure out if they're going to go or not. <laughs> and then they like, all right. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, we're going to go over to the Laker game. Yeah, we get there at halftime. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, that's L.A., man. That's L.A. Oh, my goodness. Well, Coach, I appreciate you for stopping by, man. Thank you so much for talking with me. And, you know, best of luck to you this year. I know you guys are coming back this year, right, with COVID? Yeah, yeah. We, we'll have a season this year. Uh, it's uh, There's talks about a season two with, with LCU and Netflix. Um those things are kind of fluid though. You just never know until it happens, but they want to, they want to return. They'd like to, they'd like to pick up and see if we could finish this thing and, and win a championship. It'd be a new cast of characters like JC, like JC always is. Um, but we should be back in the gym. We should be grinding here again. And you know, Hey, the world makes sense when you're in a gym dog. It just they, like this whole COVID thing or anything. If, if, if you're not in the gym, if you're a baller, and you're not in the gym, like nothing makes sense. But if when you're in the gym and you're working towards something and you're trying to be better and you're doing that, like everything that you hear just is more clear. And so as we get closer to that, I'm I'm excited for the world to make sense again. So we could just we can just hoop and and on a hey, and on a on a final note, as as we go out, a hey, congratulations for hey man, you're 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 gonna be a college graduate. Um, I know your mom's gotta be proud. <laughs> oh sure. yeah i know i know how proud my parents were when it when it happened and um and i, I wish you the best of luck whatever it is you're trying to do with 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 media and in sports and as you go forward um if i'm at east la and i probably will be uh dude hit me in the season you'll have the first scoop of, of what of what happens we can sit down we can do it again you can get out the first. You can get out the first LCU story before they even get it out. Ooh, yeah, you know what I mean. Hit, hit a brother up, and I and I'll give it. I'll give it to the young brother first. I don't, I don't even care. I, I could. I could care less. Yeah, I don't care who it, the dude from the LA Times could call. I'll be like, nah, man, I'm getting to the young brother over here. Let's let's give him it. You got your shot. I'm all just like a JC coach. I'm about giving kids a chance, man. Let's do it. You know what I mean, coach, so man. From the bottom, let's do it. I appreciate that, coach, man. You're you're real. You're real. Like like you're saying on the show, man. Like what you see on Netflix is what you're gonna get. That's what you get with that's what you get with Rob, Mo, and Ken, man. Come hang out with us anytime. Well, coach, thank you so much, man. Again, thank you, everybody listening. Make sure you guys go check out Last Chance You if you haven't heard it yet. And coach, you got an Instagram that I can shout out, bruh. Yeah, I know man. you're not you're not tech savvy, but I, dude, I, it's not like I'm not tech savvy. I just ain't you know what? Here, hold up. Let me look it up right now, man. That's that's how that's how bad I am. Like, I, <laughs> I'm about to look it up for you right now, dog. And I need my kid here with me, right? Yeah, my it's uh that Coach Rob underscore Elac. Coach Rob underscore Elac. Elac, yeah. And so make sure you go follow him. And I got a Twitter. I got I got a Twitter. Like Twitter be popping, yo. Like Twitter be popping. Okay, at, okay. At Coach Two RZ. At Coach Two RZ. What's that mean? RZ. Robert Robinson, two R's. 
Okay. Okay. No, nah, I didn't even peep that. I, that's lit. Two hours, man. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, when I open up my restaurant, that's what's going to be called. And then that's what I'm going to do one day. I'm going to open up a barbecue restaurant somewhere close to my house in Kansas. And I'm going to watch sports and, and cook barbecue all day as I ride out the sunset. That's that's the end game. Mm. Coach, yeah, I'm, hey, I already hey, told you I'm hungry, Coach. What you hey, doing to me on, over here, man? Hey, come on. Hey, come on through, man. Get you. Hey, come on. Get you. Get you a rack or whatever side I got conjured up that week and hey, watch sports talk sports and hang out that's the end game man hopefully one day i get there